Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 25, 50, 45. Here goes Davis. Oh, my God. This is going running all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. And tonight, hey, it was BYOG bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit until the last one. Kick is blocked. Kick it to the Thank you for joining the ESPC podcast, where every single podcast is a very, very thorough business meeting with a specific purpose in a specific outcome. We uh, are at $17,000 profit sitting in college football. Now, we're not the only people making that kind of money and profit on college football. Other people are also, except the difference between us and them is that we share information, share information for you. So I'm an MBA. Got securities license, uh, client's net worth $50 million above. In the same way, I pick a stock for a client, the same way I pick football games. All right. Um, so, these business and financial concepts to do this, we are going to talk a lot about corporate governance, which is in fundamental analysis. Nobody's ever gotten rich with technical analysis, but people uh, have gotten rich using fundamental analysis. One of the main tenets is corporate governance. That's why we talk about the coaches a lot, even the athletic directors, boosters, people that control uh, the process, all right? So uh, one business process is if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, that's why we got Arena League superstar. Uh, his brother's a starting quarterback for Arizona State. Chad Nolan, thank you, Chad, for uh, helping me break these games down. Yes, sir. All we right. just been we just been grinding for the last two hours. Yes, we're very well prepared. We're not just throwing crap out there. The stuff that we're betting, I'm putting a thousand dollars on each game. And that's why it makes it valuable information. That's why we went last week 14 and two on sides, man. That's an epic performance by us as a podcast, but I couldn't do it by myself. I need people like Chad. I need corroboration because it's a lot of information, right? I own two other businesses. My wife's a psychotherapist. Things go on with her clinics. So uh, we do not take this lightly. All right, Chad, uh, what's the first game we're going to tackle? All right, first game, we're starting off in the Pac-12. We got uh, Colorado at home um, against Cal, plus 15, over 48. Uh, Cal coming off a bye. Uh, the horrible performance at Washington State. Um, Colorado's also coming off a bye. They switched coaches to Mike Sanford. I remember betting games when he was at West Western Kentucky. Uh, he can coach. He's a good coach as far as strategy is concerned. 
He has an idea of what he wants to do. It's family weekend in Colorado. And last year, even with a crappy coach like uh, Durrell, uh, they won 24 to nothing last, last year against Arizona on family weekend. So everybody's family's there. So you're going to get an inspired effort with a new coach from the Colorado Buffaloes to cover the 15. And since uh, both teams have struggled on defense and Sanford's an offensive guy and McCown's uncles all played in the NFL, he's a good quarterback, even as a freshman. He's farther along than most freshmen. Look for this game to go under the 48. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, you, man, totally agree. Love this one. You got you to gotta love Colorado here on family day, getting 15 points at home. Against a Cal team, that's, you know, not, not nothing special. Both defenses have been struggling. Interim head coach for Colorado is an offensive guy. This total is just a little low, 48 under that key number of 49. So, yeah, I like it, man. Colorado plus the 15 and over the 48. Nice. All right, next game we're going. Um, got Arizona plus 15 over 73. Now, Arizona is on the road up at Washington, I believe. Right? Correct. Yes. Arizona's up at Washington. So we got Arizona plus the 15 over 73. Right. And we were 61 pack 12 games last week. So we want to keep that consistently. Same thing with the NFL 14 2. What makes you legit and better than most people, 80% of people, is being consistent when you're 6 and 1s and 14 and 2s. Uh, Arizona, usually, unless you're really bad, program usually upper level division one teams don't get blown out two weeks in a row arizona has been kind of on that trend washington has a depleted defense that's why i like the over 40 or over 73 even though that's a ridiculous number i see this game going into the 80s just a score fest uh arizona deloria has had good success against washington uh, he's going out where he started his career. He'll feel comfortable out there. So look for Arizona to cover the 15 over 73. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, man, I like this one. Um, you know, both teams are going to throw that ball around the field, and both defenses are are going to give up points here. So, you know, I, I, I think, um, you know, Arizona will, will be able to do enough to score. You know, I think this game is going to be similar to Arizona State game for Washington, you know, in the high-scoring manner. I think um, you know, Washington will be able to pull this win out at home, but I do see this game being a little closer than, than 15, so like that a lot. Like 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 Arizona with these points, and yeah, I think this will be a, a shootout, so this will get over for us late. Right. Alright, next game, we are up, up at Utah, and Utah is playing USC at home. They're a three-and-a-half point favorite, and the total on this one is 65, and uh, me and Josh like Utah here on the money line, and we like the under 65. Right. Uh, you got to think that Willingham has, you know, schemes that USC hasn't seen before. USC has a lot of resource, resources to have a coach. Again, I watch them all year, advanced scouting. So Willingham is going to bring up some surprises for him. Uh, I like the matchup of Utah defensive line against USC's offensive line. Uh, Willingham's a defensive coach. So that special stuff he's going to coming up with that USC hasn't seen is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. 
against the air raid, what you do is you rush three, drop eight. So Utah could um, surprise him, maybe his most athletic defensive lineman, put him back in coverage to confuse him or rush him, right? Uh, I think Williams is going to press. He's gotten all this money up front for NIL, but he's not really producing as a Heisman guy. So he's going to be pressing, throw a couple picks for us, and Utah uh, will end up winning the game, ruining uh, the, the chances for USC to get into the playoffs, and keep this game under 65. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, man, I like, I like that a lot. Um, you know, just trying to decide here between the minus three and the money line for Utah, we, we think that, uh, you know, it could be a close game. The high, limit's a variable, and just take them on the money line. Utah's right. going to pull this one out. And, yeah, I think it's going to be just a competitive, really competitive game. And, um, you know, that'll lead to it to be a little bit lower scoring. And um, you know, competitive late into the fourth quarter. So yeah, I like I like this one a lot. I like Utah on this money line. And I like this under. Nice. All right, next game. We're going to Corvallis, Oregon. We got Oregon State money line under 52. All right, we can pick this game because your brother's not playing. Uh, just watching every game, right? Intently rooting for your brother. Uh, everything leads us to believe it's going to be uh, Oregon State money line. Uh, can't trust him with the points at this point. With a backup QB under 52. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, you know, we've been really, really good at home. Um, you know, that last home game against SC, that environment there was the best it's ever been in Corvallis. Right. Um, in the history of the school, and it was a limited capacity, only like 27,000. Energy was awesome. I think they're going to have that energy here, get a home win, get the, you know, don't trust them on the spread, but, you know, on the money line. And, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot. Oregon State's really going to try to run that rock and dominate uh, the point of attack and the line of scrimmage, and it's going to be a slower, slower-paced game, and this one will stay under the 52. Big-time jackhammer uh, package with Coletto. With All right. Next game, Stanford at Notre Dame. Stanford's getting 17 points here. We like Stanford plus 17 under 53. Big time. A lot of people just bet Notre Dame in the over for no reason. Really. So Stanford, uh, it's, this is always one of the games that Coach Shaw targets, like the USC game that they almost covered, should have covered. Uh, big game for them because they might not win many games the rest of the season. And Notre Dame is really not that ta talented. So it's a big opportunity for them. I think even a close loss for them is kind of good. So the slow mesh keeps this game under, and that slow mesh uh, covers 17 points. Yeah, no, no doubt. Notre Dame historically is always having these inflated lines. Um, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing them a lot here. I think this is definitely one. I think Stanford's totally capable, has plenty of talent to hang here, keep this one within 17. And, yeah, I just think both teams' MO, this is going to be, you know, a lot of running football, and this one will stay under the 53. Exactly. All right. And now we'll go to the SEC, SEC football. Yep, first game, we got Tennessee. Playing Alabama, we got Tennessee plus the nine points. Sprinkle the money line. Um, oh, we don't have a total on there, Josh. No total. Let me look I that think, 
I can tell you the total real quick right now. I'll get into the game when you got the total. It's going to a high pole. This is the best shot he has. 66. Uh, I think we said under 66, yeah, right? Go under 66. Uh, Bryce Young is hurt. But I really think that backup for Alabama is going to get in there for some plus one. Uh, Bill O'Brien, just by his nature, he's a conservative guy. Uh, there's going to be a lot of running in this game, trying to protect that Alabama defense since Tennessee goes fast. But the thing about Herndon and the thing about Josh Heupel's offense is if the quarterback can run, uh, that offense goes. And what's Nick Satan's Achilles heel, especially in regular season games? A running quarterback. That's why John Lee Manziel won the Heisman Trophy and beat Alabama. They lose to running quarterbacks, or at least uh, not cover against running quarterbacks, because that defense does not account for the quarterback. Nick Satan does not believe that a quarterback can beat him running. Neither can Pete Carroll, neither can Bill Belichick. And why are we going to argue with him? That's like 10 Super Bowls and 10 national titles between them. But it helps us make money on their games as they won't cover. Tennessee can get lucky, maybe get a turnover, win this game. So don't put too much money on the money line, but more on the plus nine. And because of those re reasons, running quarterback, uh, Bill O'Brien, trying to keep, uh, you know, Anderson, uh, the linebacker for Alabama, keep their legs fresh, protected defense, keeps us under 66 at this point in the season. Maybe later in the season, it's fat, depleted rosters and no buys for a championship game. Um, maybe it would go over, but this point in the season, I like it under 66. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I like this one. I mean, Alabama's going off a tough game last week. You know, didn't even come close to covering their spread last week in Texas a and um, Yeah, and I, I just – I think this is going to be a, a similar style game. I think Tennessee hangs in there. We'll be able to cover the nine and just the competitiveness and how close this game will be. Um, you know, we'll keep this one under. Both defenses will be really, really amped up. Um, you know, a lot of energy. So yeah, I think this one will stay under that 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 number in this in this uh, you know big time big time rivalry game, high profile game. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Our next game, we're going to Georgia at home against Vanderbilt. Thirty-eight point favorites. We like Georgia here minus the thirty-eight, and we're like. They just want to get over the 57. Right. Vanderbilt is horrible. Uh, you know, the game against Hawaii didn't really show anything at all. Uh, so they're back to their old selves. They're supposed to be better on defense, better on offense. And I think it doesn't matter at this point because Georgia probably been going through hell with all their coaches pushing them hard because uh, they have not played uh, as well as Georgia normally plays, even though uh, this is the first year of a two-year developmental cycle that they want to be like his mentor, Nick Satan. He wants uh, – what he wants to do is uh, playoffs on the developmental year and then win the national championship on the second year of a two-year cycle. So still look for uh, Seth Bennett that's going to try to get him the Heisman Trophy uh, those jogs will hunt and minus 38 over 57. 
What do you think, Chad? Yep. No, I like this one, man. I think, uh, you know, we saw Georgia last week late on Auburn. They put up some points late. They tried to run that score up. I think they'll do the same here. Um, you know, see them getting the 50, 60 points. They might be able to get this one over by themselves. I mean, you shouldn't need more than a field goal out of Vanderbilt to get this one over. Right. And, yeah, I think they'll be able to cover the 38 here. You know, Vanderbilt's defense is, is really bad. So, like that one a lot. Uh, moving on next game, we're going to Auburn um, on the road at Ole Miss, the undefeated Rebels. Um, but we like Auburn here, plus 15, to keep this one close. And we think this one comes under the 55. Yeah, Auburn needs to win back. They have a good defense. Jackson Dart is in his first year starting. So there's not a lot of plays he can handle in the first year. So at this point in the season, the Auburn uh, defensive coordinators have seen a lot of what they can do. So I like Auburn to keep this game under, and they'll probably lose, but probably by a touchdown. Uh, I'll take what happened last year in reverse. Last year, uh, Auburn won with Bo Nix 31-17, so I'll take 31-17 Mississippi, but Auburn covers 15, under 55. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I love it, man. You know, Ole Miss hasn't really beat anybody this whole year. You know, their best one's Kentucky. Kentucky just lost to South Carolina last week. You know, is that really that good of a win? Um, right. You know, I think they are pretty overrated. They're undefeated. They got a high ranking, but I don't think that means anything here. You know, Auburn did, you know, just get skunked out by uh, by Georgia late. But, you know, they were in that game for the first three quarters. You know, they that game, you know, they, they could have won another way. So, you know, I think that they'll be able to, uh, you know, do enough here to keep this one within the fifteen. You know, be in it late. You know, if they, they pulled out a win later, you know, lost by seven or three here, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think this one will be close. They're going to keep this one close. And, yeah, I think um, I think that defense will, will bounce back. And you know, Auburn's got a good defense. I think, think that, you know, they were able to keep that game against Georgia pretty low scoring for the first three quarters. So I think they'll be able to, to stop Ole Miss here and, and really be Ole Miss's, you know, probably one of their toughest challenges yet to this point in the season. So I'm with you. I like that a lot. Uh, next game, we're going to Brigham Young University. We're going to going to Provo, Utah, and your Arkansas Razorbacks are traveling to Provo to play BYU, and here we like BYU on this money line, and we think this one is going to stay under the 66. This one is crazy high. We couldn't even believe this total. All right, two running coaches. Uh, coach at BYU is very upset about that loss to Notre Dame. Uh, they can play a lot better. He's a defensive uh, guy. Right, run the ball guy. Arkansas is the same way. Arkansas has a completed roster, uh, playing a lot of young guys. So give me BYU on the money line might be a crazy game. Definitely under sixty-six points. And give me BYU in the second half line. You just gave me a tip. Provo, Utah is in high altitude, so those young kids uh, playing a lot of minutes are going to be dead tired in that second half line. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, man, I, I'm with you. I like I like BYU on the money line here. I think they're going to pull this one out. Arkansas is banged up, man. Um, you know, they just – who did they play last week? Like, Bama was two weeks ago. Uh, they played – they got messed up by Mississippi oh, Mississippi State. Wow. Yeah, Mississippi State whomped them. So, yeah, man, I, I, I like I like uh, BYU here. Um, 
think they're just going to, you know, have a little bit more at home. Um, Arkansas is a little banged up playing some younger guys. And, uh, you know, I think with these, the, I mean, this total, I just, I don't see how this game gets to 66. You know, I'll probably bet a double unit on this under. Um, right. I, I really think this game is going to be, I mean, more around the, you know, the, the fit or, you know, the early fifties, 50 to 55. I can't see this one getting that high. Um, yeah, no, Arkansas wants to shorten the game in high altitude with a hurt team, right? They do want to limit uh, the time their defense has on the field. They want to protect that defense by a lot. Yep. So next, last SEC game, uh, LSU is going to Florida, and we like your Florida Gators on the money line, and we think this one stays under the fifty-one. Yeah, it, Gainesville, Florida, home game. Uh, I don't know if it's home government coming. Gator Brow used to go there in high school and in my mid-20s. Big party there. I don't know if it's that if it's that this week. But uh, Florida basically uh, coming off a win against Missouri, Eastern Washington before that. It's like a bye week. So I look at what happened with Missouri. I, I see the same score, 24-17. Uh, 24-17, Florida Gators over LSU. LSU has a bad offense right now, and the Gators are improving. I like Napier a lot as a coach. In this situation, uh, look for the, the Gators to win this game 24-17. But it could be a crazy game. So I'm going to go with the money line because it would be a crazy conference game. Uh, they could go down to the last minute, but uh, Florida will have the advantage. It'll be under 51 just because of the style of play and the way both coaches want to approach football in general and this game in particular. Yep, yep. All right. I'm with you there, man. I think LSU's offense was terrible last week against Tennessee. They played awful. Uh, they're going to have a tough time down there in Florida. I think they're not going to be able to pull it out. And, yeah, I mean – with what I saw offensively, give me the under in an LSU game all day. Big time. Next game, we're going to the Big 12. Iowa State's playing Texas. Steve Sarkeesian. We like Iowa State Cyclones here, plus the 15 and a half, and this one to stay under 49. Dan Campbell, great coach, is going to outcoach Sarkeesian and keep this game under 49. Remember, it's your money, not the house's money, but – uh, I've got a lot of equity built up in Iowa State unders. I'm going to keep riding that horse until that horse gets tired. <laughs> what do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, all day, man. I'm, I'm, I'm with this one. Um, there's really no other way you can play this. Uh, Iowa State, man, there's an awesome defensive team. They, uh, they continue to, you know, put out great defensive uh, showings every week to week. Dan Campbell's a great uh, defensive guy here. Think he'll give Sarkeesian some fits, uh, be able to keep this one in, in, you know, close enough to cover the 15. And yeah, I think this one stays under the 49. Um, yeah, think- it doesn't matter to me that because he's a system guy, right? He's a good offensive coordinator, and though he's always had a lot of talent, but he's a system guy. So it doesn't really matter that much who the quarterback is for a Steve Sarkeesian team, but you got to look at the situation and you got to look at the coaches involved, again, corporate governance. Matt Campbell, he wants a bigger job. He might want to get out of Iowa State. So 
look for him to uh, outcoach Sarkeesian. Iowa State plus 15 and a half, under 49. Yep. Next game, we're going Oklahoma State at TCU. They're getting four points. We like Oklahoma State to cover that, plus four, and this one to get over the 68. Yeah, it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a great football game. Uh, TCU is not as good as their record is. Uh, he always starts strong and then loses late. Coach Dykes over there at TCU. I see the same thing going on. It's funny, the air raid teams do that. Arizona Cardinals do that in the NFL. But it's, a lot of these games in the Big 12, especially coaches, are going over for that TV contract they want, <laughs> right? Uh, points, gets ratings. So I see this game uh, continuing to go over. A lot of these Big 12 games will go over by design, by money, right? That's, you know, my main business is financial management, wealth management. And you got to look at businesses and business model. And that's the Big 12 business model, over. So look for this over 68, especially with Coach Dykes and Mullethead, um, Mullethead racist, the head coach over there at Oklahoma State. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, man, I like this one. You know, I think uh... – you know, TCU has been good, but, you know, they're, I think Oklahoma State's a lot more battle-tested, a lot stronger program the last couple of years. You know, we're in that Big 12 championship game. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, Gundy's got himself a good program and getting four points, this is going to be a barn burner. You know, this is going to be right. a field goal game, a one-point game. So I think taking the four points here with Oklahoma State, who might might very very easily win this game outright, right. is a good pick. And then, you know, you, you got to look at this game to be a shootout. Both these teams have just – been playing in absolute shootouts. Both defenses are subpar, and both offenses seem to be elite. So, um, I'm I'm with you here. And actually, just talking about that one, moving on to the next game. I was on this under. Um, we're going to Kansas, Oklahoma. Me and Josh both both agree on Kansas plus nine. Um, but I was on the under, and Josh was on the over. But man, the more I look at this game. And the more I look at Oklahoma's totals, um, you know, I think their shutout last week to Texas was kind of an outlier. You know, that was a rivalry game. Texas was up for it. They had no quarterback. Right. Hopefully o Oklahoma should be able to scheme Kansas a little better this week. Right. Um, Kansas is in. I mean, they, they got on a few the record, but they're not the most talented team in the world. Yeah, no, they got one loss. They lost TCU last week. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Five and one, five and one. But, yeah, so I, I'm not, I'm a, so we like the over 64 here. And, um, you know, this one to uh, Kansas to be able to cover, I think Kansas is, is just very undervalued in the market. They get nine points here. Oklahoma's proved nothing. They've lost three games in a row. They've, you know, got their ass beat a couple times. Right. Um, you know, so I, I think, you know, taking the points with Kansas here and that this one, um, you know, has the makings of a shootout in it. You know, I don't think either defense has been performing very well talent-wise. And, um, you know, I think both teams should, should be able to get up and down the field here. In, in a sense, it is a big coaching mismatch because Lance Leopold has won national titles in the FCS, I think, in the lower divisions. And this is the first coaching job for a guy who's had a lot of trauma in his life, Coach Venables, foster care kid. He kind of looked at Davos Sweeney as a father figure. That's why he was there so long. 
And now he's out there on his own. He looks at the Stu's family, the members of their family. So he's one of those people that's had a rough childhood and gets attached to authority figures because he's never had really good authority figures in his life. Now he's out on his own, and he's three and three, which is really bad in Oklahoma. So it's a bad coaching mismatch between Lance Leopold and Venables. Uh, Venables will probably win this game, but not cover the nine points. All right, what's the next game? All right, next game, Santa Big 12. We're going. Actually, no, we're done with the Big 12. We're going to ACC. ACC. NC State going to Syracuse. We like it. Here we're playing three sides. We're going to NC State plus the three and a half. Syracuse on the money line over 42. 100%. Uh, Syracuse, Dino Beavers, again, he's like Lance Leopold. He's a great coach. He won at Bowling Green with no talent. Uh, Bowling Green hasn't been as good since. Or before he was there. Syracuse in a comeback year. Uh, NC State's going to be beat up from playing in the hot heat and humidity in Tallahassee, Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, but they have a lot more talent in Syracuse. So we like this to be a close game. Remember, if you get two out of three in a bet, the 66%, 52.5% is break even. Uh, and I don't know why this game is under 42 or the total 42. I love I love the over 42 in this. And I like uh, that we played three sides of the bet covering our ass. We might win all three of them. If the game ends up 21-20, boom, we won three sides of the bet. All right? Like that one, Chad? Yeah, yep. No, I'm all about it, man. I think that's a – you know, we like – Syracuse is coming off a double bye, so they got the rest. Should win the game. NC State's got a lot better talent here. Should be able to keep this one close. Right. Um, and you know, you know, both teams should you know got enough offense. There should be enough to get this game to go over forty-two, no doubt. Right. Uh, and the reason, and the reason Syracuse has a chance because they're coming off a double bye, right? Uh, they're coming off a double bye, and then NC State's coming off a very, very physical. Game in the heat and humidity, right? Dehydration kind of drains you to play those games. So really, you know, at Syracuse, Syracuse has a, a big competitive advantage. But since NC State has so much more talent than they do, uh, you can't just pound Syracuse in this situation. NC State has a chance. So that's why we played three sides of that. All right, what's the next game, Chad? All right, next game, Florida State is um, – I believe they're at home against Clemson. Uh, and yes, they are. We like Florida State at home here, plus four. Um, we think this is a spot that they've kind of targeted this season. Right. Clemson's an ACC team that, you know, pretty much every every up-and-coming program or, or, you know, I mean, Florida State is developmental. They've had some blue blood, you know, spurts in their, in their history. Well, they um, won a recent national title, right? They won a yeah. national title in 2017, six years ago. So they're they're right. You could you could say that they they should be at least the blue blood, depending on coaching and recruiting. Yeah, and then here we just we think there'll be enough offense in this game to get this one to go over the fifty-one. Exactly, exactly. No, you nailed it, man. You got all my reasons, man. Uh, Florida State Criminals plus four over fifty-one should be a very good game. It was a very good game the last couple of years. What's the next one, Chad? 
All right, next game candidate in the ACC, we got Duke at home against North Carolina. Okay, this one like Duke plus the seven and a half and over 67 and a half. Right. It, you're, you're the big Duke guy. Uh, yeah, you know, Duke has is, is been a solid team this whole year. Um, you know, they lost a tough one last week against Georgia Tech. Um, you know, they've been in every game. Their offense has, you know, they've been able to throw the ball around the field here. Um, you know, so they don't have any problem getting in a shootout with North Carolina. I don't think that you know, that's kind of the style that they've showed to play this year. So, you know, I think they'll be able to get in a shootout here and, um, you know, keep this one close. It's a rivalry game, um, you know, huge basketball rivalry. Finally, you know, both teams are, you know, pretty good in football this year. Um, so, you know, you got a rivalry game atmosphere, you know, give me that home dog in that rivalry game. And I think this one will be a shootout and get over the 67 and a half. I like, I agree with the logic in that. And what we want to do is we made $17,000 uh, wagering this game. Man, I feel good about all these. They have another epic weekend. What's the next game? All right, Miami um, up at Virginia Tech coming off a tough loss this week. Um, they're minus seven. Me and Josh think that they're going to get right here. Must win game. Uh, Miami minus a seven and that, uh, you know, Virginia Tech, just the style they've been playing, man, and uh, the way Crystal Ball has been playing, we think this just stylistically both teams is going to stay under the the uh, the 49. Right, so Miami's coming off a bad loss. Uh, Virginia Tech has a horrible team. So it's a big game for Miami. Miami's two and three. I think actually Miami's going to be sky high for this game. Coaches love to win games they should win. That's a, this, this week might be the hardest on – the Miami players, right? Because coach is going to be really hard on them, almost like a Super Bowl game for Miami because they have to win this game against inferior opponent. They already lost to Middle Tennessee State. They probably should have won last week against North Carolina. Uh, Tyler Reddick was to get into the NFL. So Miami minus seven, under 49. Now we go to your Big Ten football we want to get them all right. We want to get like a six and one record we have in Pac-12. What's the next game, Chad? Uh, Penn State at Michigan. Uh, Penn State's a seven and a half point dog, and we think this one's going to stay under the forty nine and a half with your Harbaugh Mafia family there you go. running the ball about sixty to seventy percent of the time. There, hundred uh, percent. Michigan runs in more than Navy. No, not more than Navy, but just as much as Navy and Army, the service academy probably worth more than Air Force. They're way up there. That's why it's going to go under. Penn State has one of the better teams it's had in a while. Probably Franklin's going to outcoach those guys. But give me Penn State plus seven and a half, under 49 and a half. All right. Next game. Um, Illinois is at home here against Minnesota. And, man, we like Illinois. They've been a great team all year, undervalued in the market, you know, getting seven and a half points here at home against a team like Minnesota. That's cool with winning this game by one or two points. That's the style that they, they play. Um, Row your boat, Sumatra. And under 39 and a half, man, these two teams got great defenses. Right. Um, they're, go they're both going to try to run the ball. You know, this is going to be your typical Big Ten, um, you know, low-scoring, you know, physical-ass battle. It's almost like a playoff game for these teams because both teams think they can win uh, this side of the Big Ten. 
and these are two of the better teams. So uh, both of these teams, Illinois is two and one, Minnesota is one and one. So this game counts for two in this scenario. So look to, to this, this to be like a knockdown, drag them out playoff game where both offenses are going to be afraid to make mistakes. So look at a lot of conservative run it, pound at each other all day. That lends to the dog. <coughs> and you've been on Illinois all year, brother. Yes, we've cashed some tickets on them recently. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, man. Collaboration, because I wouldn't have bet Illinois if it wasn't for Chad. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Ne next game, we are uh, going to Indiana. Indiana's at home against Maryland. And for some reason, people think Maryland deserves to be a 12-point favorite in this game. Right. They're uh, watching too much uh, Big Ten Network. Yeah, so we like Indiana plus the 12 here and under 62. Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach uh, Allen, I'll have him in the uh, – have his uh, locker room speech in the opening of the podcast. You would have heard it. Uh, Indiana, Coach Allen from Ben uh, – I think Ben Lewis or something, high school in Indianapolis. Uh, great – motivator he's not really that great excess is those but he's a great motivator this is going to be at home uh maryland so we're hyped because they have two of brother as the starting quarterback so what's nepotism right uh maryland is not as good as the hype since it's going to be coach allen getting some turnovers trying to keep two of brother on the sidelines it's going to be a lot of running involved so he's going to go under 62 so give me coach allen at Indiana, plus 12, under 62. Yep. I love it, man. Love the home dog here. Indiana's been a solid team. They played Michigan tough last week. They got what it takes to hang around with Maryland. I mean, they could even win this game. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Tom I mean, Allen. Tom Allen is his name. Tom, Tom Allen. Yes, sir. All right, moving on. We got your Michigan State Spartans at home against Wisconsin. And Josh here likes Michigan State plus the seven and a half and under the 49 and a half. Um, I, I'm, I'm riding this one with Josh here. I uh, I love this under here. The side was kind of giving me some trouble earlier, but, um, you know, Josh thinks that, you know, you got a great coach in Mel Tucker here. Um, you know, he hung in there with Ohio State, did some good things last week. Wisconsin's not a world beater. Well, he covered the 30 points for us. He did. Love. He covered that. And, you know, they're, they're not, you know, um, Wisconsin's not a world beater. They got some, you know, they got beat by Washington State. They got skunked by Illinois. Right. Um, so, you know, we think that Michigan State here at home can cover this spread, and, and uh, this will be a low-scoring game. Yeah, no, and this is also a big coaching mismatch. You got a guy who's an interim coach coming in here against Mel Tucker, who makes $9.5 million a year from the Bill Belichick, uh, Curry Smart tree. And, you know, $9.5 million at two at four with a mediocre Wisconsin team coming to your house. You got to be able to show me something, at least cover the spread, so and a half. And since he's a defensive coach doing all the scheming, I like it the under 49 and a half. All right, which is the next game? All right, next game, Nebraska's at Purdue. Uh, we like Nebraska here, plus the 14.5. 
another 2-0 and for the first time, you know, in a long time in Big Ten play, coming off a, a, a tough win there at Rutgers. Um, you know, so we're looking for Mich- or Nebraska be able to be able to keep this one close here. And, you know, I think this one will um, will stay under the 56 and a half. You know, both teams, you know, can be offensive teams. But, uh, you know, I think this, you know, this will be a competitive, um, you know, Big Ten game here where, you know, both, both you know, both teams kind of just you know, kind of a little banged up, um, you know, middle middle point of the season here. So, right. you know, definitely think that, uh, you know, the, the you know, I know there's been a lot of some couple key injuries on that Purdue offense as well. Um, you know, so I think we will see a little bit more conservative game for both offenses. Again, exactly, because this is a playoff game, right? Uh, Purdue's two and one, and they're half the west of the Big Ten. So it's Nebraska. They play tight games every year. There isn't that huge talent advantage. And with Coach Ripple, who coached in the NFL, has been office coordinator in college football for 35 years, the office coordinator for Nebraska. There isn't really a huge coaching disadvantage. Uh, Coach, uh, the black guy now for uh, Nebraska, he's a really good motivator. And he understands his role as a CEO coach. So he's letting the coaches, coordinators do what he want, what they want. And he's managing everything else, doing a great job motivating and running the team. Uh, So, again, with the conservative nature, championship nature of this game, Nebraska has a horrible defense. But Coach Ripple figure out how to protect the defense. And Purdue just doesn't want to give the game away to Nebraska with turnovers. So I see them being conservative. I'm just trying to pound out a win, 28-14, which we'll love, right? 28-14 is under, and Nebraska covers the 14 and a half. What's the next game, Chad? All right, we're going to the Mountain West. Utah State here is on the road against Colorado State. Right. We like Utah State minus 11 here. You know, against BYU two games ago, they kind of made a QB switch to a guy who's like a plus one style. Right. Played BYU very tough, covered that game, and then uh, they were, uh, I think, they were like a 10 or 11 point to home dogs against Air Force last week, and they won that game outright by a touchdown. Um you know, and I, I think Colorado State's coming off a really, really big high um, with that win at Nevada, a big rivalry game. You know, Coach came from Nevada. A lot of those players for Colorado State played at Nevada last year. So coming off an emotional high with a team, I think Utah State, that's really, really trending up and starting to get back to their conference championship ways of last year. Um, you know, I think they'll be able to cover this 11 and keep this one under the 46. Right. Two-year cycle. So they won the title last year. This year, Coach Blake Anderson knew it was going to be a developmental year. So the team's getting better a little bit as it goes along. It's very interesting how they recruit ex-wrestlers to become plus one quarterback. Plus one means quarterback runs it because there's more blockers than tacklers. And the plus one is the quarterback, which would be able a good athlete always gets yards. We see a lot. So Justin Fields, you know, all those guys, that's how they make a living. Mariota. So Colorado is the, I don't know, Hawaii, Colorado State, and Nevada, the worst in New Mexico State, the worst teams I've seen play this year. So you got to think that in this situation, Utah State's going to cover the 11. And since Colorado State sucks so bad, it's going to be under 46. 
What's the next game, Chad? All right, next game is New Mexico. In a rivalry game at New Mexico State, minus seven under the 39. Yeah, uh, Coach Rocky Long, right? Corporate governance. Coach Rocky Long in a situation with a team he studied. Uh, you know, he's a defensive coordinator for New Mexico, but he's really the head coach. He had Danny Gonzalez, assistant defensive coordinator at San Diego State, and they built that program up where they were winning 10 games a year. Uh, going undefeated against Pac-12 teams and going to bowl games. It's going to be under 39 because he is a defensive coach. I look for this game to be 20 to nothing. The New Mexico Lobos. It's the next game, Chad. All right, next game we have UNLV plus 10 over 50. They are playing. Where are they playing? They're at home. They're getting plus points, which is weird because they play really well this season. Uh, Coach Arroyo, he did a good job as the offensive coordinator for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers under very difficult circumstances. Air Force, that's right. They're playing the Air Force. Right. I guess. Air Force, Air Force coming off a loss to UNLV. Or, I mean, coming off a loss to Utah State, they lost to Wyoming earlier in the year. Kind of still living on some early season hype. Um, you know, UNLV should be able to keep this one within 10, and uh, this one will go over the 50. Both teams will be be able to score here. Both defenses are are, are defenses that can be scored on. Right, and you never, you never bet blindly. So, Chan and I have watched both these teams play, and we followed the results last week. Uh, Red on them this week to come up with uh, the highest probability outcome, so you make money. And what is the last game we're covering? Last game will be um, San Jose State at Fresno State. And uh, we like San Jose State here playing a banged-up Fresno team minus the eight and this one to get, get over the 50 as uh, both offenses will be able to score some points here. Right, San Jose State, you know, from the Harbaugh Mafia family, uh, their coach. Uh, so they're going to beat up a very, very depleted Fresno State team. But Coach Telford, who coached, uh, I believe, those 2003 Cal team with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Jackson, should have been in the national title game. They were like 11 and 1, 12 and 1. He's doing a great job doing more with less at Fresno State. So I think he's going to score points, try to get this in a shootout. But San Jose State has more players to go ahead and pull away in the second half. And they're going to think they need to score points because of the way Fresno is scoring on them. And this is a road game for San Jose State. So give me over 47 and give me – uh, San Jose State minus the eight points. What do you think, Chad? Love it, man. Love it. I'm, I'm with you. I think that, uh, you know, you got to look at San Jose State. They seem to be rolling right now. They're well coached. And uh, Fresno's just, you know, banged up, man. They've uh, had a tough last two weeks having to go cross country to UConn that had a tough physical game against Boise. Big time, big time. So I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be fun watching football, the highest and best use of your time. Uh, and, man, I look for a big profit. 
What are your thoughts, Chad? Yeah, man, I'm 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 pumped, man. We had a good week last week, and I think we're gonna be. I think we're hitting our stride here, opening, betting a lot more volume, and opening up, um, opening up the card, and I think we're gonna have a lot of success. All right. Uh, don't have to pay Action Sports three hundred dollars, right? Winston Churchill said, "You make a living from your." labor right when you give one you always get 10 back not philanthropy or religion is business so you make um Winston Churchill said you make money from your labor but you make a life from what you give thank you for listening to the ESPC podcast network that's why this one don't cost $800 and that goes to us. And I don't know what that cost, I'm just shaking the word. That's why.